from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett. Seventy-second and central, patients buried under sky, darkest corners.
Welcome to the Mosh Pit. It's your host, Wes Everett. I am here with Terry DeWitt of Deep Fall. How you doing, buddy? I am doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for coming on. I've been looking forward to this one. Oh, yeah, me too. So let's let's get right into it. You guys, Deep Fall has a new song coming out August 31st. Correct. Let's talk new... about that. All right, man. Yeah, new song, Into the Sun, August 31st. Um, it's, it's really about... Uh, I kind of wrote the words to the song about, you know, anxiety and stress. And I'm one of them people that kind of worries about shit. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it's kind of from that state of spending your life worrying about things and how much time you waste on that. It's kind of the concept behind it. So it's an exciting song, definitely a different uh, vibe and groove from the first song. So I hope people like it, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Man, I'm looking forward to dropping that one and uh, playing it on the pit. Oh yeah, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about the process of writing this song. Did it go down lyrics first? Did you guys, you know, was it instrumentals, guitar, piano, anything first, or was it more of like a groove melody that you were like, Hey, we've got something here. So for this song, we, we actually had, um, this was the song that I struggled with the most, I think to be honest, you know? So this one had a lot of some of the musical parts to it that were really cool. But um, when we went down and worked with Michael Elvis Piscat, um, we, this was one that we kind of critiqued a lot down there and fixed. And um, it kind of came together with some music first. And then once we had the kind of blanket, I wrote most of the stuff for it. I mean, we had the melody, we had the chorus done and all that stuff, but we really, really got some um, kind of hit some blocks with the verses. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this was one of them songs for me that like, I, I hated the song where we went down there, to be honest. I like, I, I was just, it's one of them songs, like I struggled with it, but ended up being really cool. It came out awesome. And sometimes those are the best songs. It's weird how that works. Oh yeah. The, all that passion, all that 
anger and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Some of them are work. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I love stories like that. Um, as far as going to the studio, did you guys have to tweak anything before it was fully set or was it just like, here it is? Yeah, man, we uh, we wrote a lot of the ideas before we went down there. And then once you get down there, you kind of get, uh, you know, I try to tell people like having a producer is kind of like almost having another set of eyes, ears and, you know, kind of a part time band member, really, because mm -hmm. they bring up things that you may not think about. So, you know, we did have a lot of the concepts. And then once you kind of get down there, you know, you, you kind of change and tweak things because, you know, some things just don't fit or don't work. And there's a band. Sometimes you just get stuck, you know. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of how that went with that process. It was fun, though, man. Enjoyed it for sure. Well, very cool, man. Very cool. So let's talk about your influences. Um, I was reading through you guys' bio and all that. Um, who are some of your biggest influences as far as wanting you to pick up the instruments, wanting you to, you know, really be a band? Well, the first one uh, will always be the same. When I was five years old or so, I might have been four or five, whatever. Was Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, because I was a little kid, I was watching TV and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. And my 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 uh, grandparents, my mom were like, "You just love Michael Jackson." And I was a huge Michael Jackson fan all through. I still am, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I love Alice in Chains and you know, Soundgarden. I'm a I'm a big grunge dude. I love metal too, but I love blues and jazz. I love everything, man. But really, the core stuff was, you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, coming from that world for sure. Mm -hmm. And I love Pink Floyd and Metallica. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I love all them too. I feel like I hear people also do just like grunge. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you get, you get in that little, that, that hole, that peg and you're like, I'm just a grunge guy. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm really not. Yeah. I like, a lot I like of Lady stuff. Gaga and Bruno Mars too. You know what I mean? so. There you go. There you go. Influences come from everywhere. I mean, That's right, man. And life is an influence. You know, when you experience things in your life that are hard and suck, you know, you try to put that stuff on paper and then try to help others. And, you know, that's what music's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with the dropping of this song, um, is this attached? Is this the first single from the new album? No, Revolution was the first single, um, okay. which I think was charting at like 52 at some point there. I don't know where it's at now. I haven't paid attention, but, okay. um, but this will be the second one. Um, and yeah, it's just decided to get it out, dude. You know, Definitely. you're sitting on these songs, it gets, can drive you crazy, but you get used to it because of the, the COVID thing. <laughs> so yeah. nothing's normal anymore. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, are you guys going to release more of the EP? Or are you going to take that, what a lot of bands are doing, where they drop one every two months or so? Or are you guys going to release two singles and go, all right, now you got to buy the EP to hear the rest? It's funny that you say that because we literally just talked about that today. <laughs> so we we we've been told a couple different things. What's the best thing to do? But I think we're leaning towards doing another single or even two off of this and then releasing it. So to be honest, we're just trying to figure out some of that yet. We mm -hmm. know the August thirty first date, and we are going to release another song on the end of September. So that I know I can say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you know I see it from both sides. I'm one of those, I'm, you know, I'm a streamer guy who, you know, I wait maybe two, maybe three weeks until I've got enough that I can actually sit and watch what's yeah, out man. instead of, all right, now I got to wait a whole nother week till this next one shows. And it's the same thing with music. Cause I like to devour the entire album. You know, I'm one of those guys. I, no, I get it, man. And I respect that. Cause I, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm old school. I'll call it as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where, you know, I loved vinyl and going to buy a CD and reading through the art and just like, you know, going off into space and just listening from beginning to end. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I definitely can respect that. <laughs> well, I think we're kind of in that same generation where there wasn't a constant release of bands, albums and music. It was like, here it is now for the next two, maybe three years. You've got to live on that album. Dude, for real. And I these kids nowadays are so lucky. They can just meet chicks and go meet them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can release music. They get to listen to music every day that's new and crazy, whatever they want. I'm just saying I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%, man. I, I remember having that one CD, and it's like, dude, is this band ever going to drop anything else? Yeah, for real, man. <laughs> then you're waiting two years, like, oh, my gosh. Is that ever uh, going to happen? <laughs> for oh, real. Yeah. And Especially if it... you're a Tool fan, you're like, okay, yep. it's going to happen. 
<laughs> and I, could, I am a tool fan. <laughs> I could absolutely name names, but I won't. But have you ever waited in that anticipation? And they finally release that album and you're like, God, this is not good. Absolutely. This this is steps steps down from that last one that I played into the ground. Absolutely. All my friends will tell you Metallica did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anybody. Friends of mine Metallica haters, man. No, I love Metallica. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm just like, whatever. The people are funny, man. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, I'm an ACDC fan, and I can honestly say a stiff upper lip was not all that great. Neither was <laughs> right. rock or bust. So, well, exactly, man. We, <laughs> they all can't be amazing. You know, that's <laughs> <It's> right. Just... <laughs> My goodness. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, live shows. What are you guys doing as far as um, are you guys booking a tour? Are you guys out on tour? What's going on? We well, we just finished up with Seven Dust. So we're at a break right now, and we are in talks about that. Um, we just don't have any dates confirmed yet, but it is in the works. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we get some news on that. Uh, hopefully by November, I would assume we should hear something, I hope. But it, it'll happen. It's just we don't know. Everything's still kind of weird because – People that don't know this, like a lot of venues are booking way in advance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with COVID again, things have changed a, a fuzz. So a lot of bands that were not able to tour are booking. And, you know, it's just a weird time still a little bit. So Deep Fall Revolution.
that tour that you were on with um seven dust yeah seven dust my bad it's, That's been, right. long, it's been a long week man <laughs> Wes is disrespecting seven dust y'all heard i'm just kidding <laughs> well actually i was gonna jump on them because i was reading through your bio here and i'm like yeah. oh my god they were on the road with hell yeah and seven dust and alter bridge and a couple other really good bands that you know i'll let you tell um what was it like what was it like being out on tour with those guys well, Seven Dust was a blast, and we were on tour with Plush as well, and all good things in that tour. And you know, it was a great time, man. We um, we played from the East Coast, and we ended up down south. I think we finished the tour in Alabama, and it was just uh, an amazing experience. Seven Dust. I've been a Seven Dust fan since I was 19, 20 years old. So for me, it was kind of a bucket list item. I'm a big LJ fan, and you know, I'm a vocalist. So um, you know, it was just an amazing experience. And I think the the highlight of that whole thing for me. Um, and my bandmates just hanging out and having a great time on tour with everybody. But the last show I got to sing with LJ on stage and do angel sun with them. And that was pretty sweet, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> that's, that's killer. That is killer. Yeah. So For did sure. you guys come through Atlanta? Did I miss that? No, we did not go through Atlanta. Uh, okay. I think they're actually doing the Atlanta stuff in this third leg with, um, uh, with nonpoint. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I think but, they are going there though. Yeah, we did, we did the East Coast and we went down south for the the second leg there. Okay, cool, cool. Well, if you guys are ever in Atlanta, hit me up because I'd love to get y'all in the studio. Oh, dude, I'd I'd love to do that. We'll we'll make sure that happens. I, I'll end up in Atlanta at some point, man. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> that'll happen. So definitely, sure. you guys are you guys are huge right now. I mean, you've got spins on Octane. I've heard you guys few places, and I think that's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate. It. Yeah, the. This revolution song, we've gotten some good good feedback on for sure, and uh, you know I'm excited for people to hear the next songs because they're definitely different from that one. And you know I think it's uh, I like bands like like Allison Chains where they can go melt your face and then go play something pretty, and I, I've always loved that about bands that can do that. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, can you talk about the next single that's going to drop? Yes. So into the sun. Um, I touched on a little bit earlier about what it was about, just that whole being trapped in your head space all the time and worrying about things. It's kind of where the, the content comes from, the lyrical content. But it's very um, – it's it's got a lot of kind of cool piano synth stuff in it, and um, that's kind of what drives the song, and it's just kind of unique. I don't think it really sounds like any other song. It's kind of a – you know, it's just kind of a different tune, so hopefully people will like it or they're going to hate it. You know, It's going to oh, yeah. be one or the other probably, no middle. <laughs> that's awesome uh, bring it on you know <laughs> it is what it is you know you can't make any omelets without scrambling a few eggs right. you damn straight and as you get older you give less shits about that stuff <laughs> exactly break all the eggs you want man yeah, I mean, i'm too old to care about that stuff whatever man. <laughs> you know, i tell my kid you know i got a 14 year old he's a teenager and i'm telling him all the stuff that's going on that kid could care less about it he's like whatever dad you're still weird <laughs> but i love it it kind of keeps you where you need to be you know Oh, yeah. So asking about this, this is usually a fun question. So you've got kids who are, you know, who are at that age where rock and roll is, you know, could be kind of cool, could be kind of meh. How do do your kids see you? Are you a rock and roll hero to them or is it just kind of like, oh, dad's in that band again? My kid could care less. I mean, for real. I mean, he's 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 a nice kid. He's supportive, and he thinks it's like cool that I do it. He he's come to. We had a show in we're in my hometown, Twenty Minute Live, which is a pretty sweet venue, and he got to see that, and he's like, "Oh, this is cool." So he thinks it's cool, but he's just you know they're they're liking that you know that booty shaking music, man, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's not really a rock fan, so but that's okay. Hey, there you go. Well, maybe you know you guys could incorporate that into one of your songs. A little booty shaking, a little heavy hey, metal. Man. Everybody likes a little booty shaking from time That's to time, right. you know? That is right. There's people that make a lot of money doing it right now. I'll tell you what. <laughs> We're in the wrong business, Wes. Shit. We are. We are. I've known that for a long time. <laughs> I wish I could twerk, man. Shit. <laughs> nah, I'm a skinny little dude. There ain't no twerking over here. Yeah, I'd probably pull something. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, this will be a fun little question here. What? Um, now, you've already gotten to play with Seven Dust, and you got to be on that stage. Well, what band would you like to collaborate with if you could? A band that I love is Highly Suspect. Um, yes, I really, I really like Highly Suspect. Well, that's actually one of my favorite bands that's come out. Um, you know, I think the 
the singer's amazing and the band's great. Yeah, I dig them guys a lot for sure. That would be one. That'd be awesome. Would you do like just a song or a full EP? Well, whatever, you know. Anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. Start with a song and hope to God he can do more. Yeah, know? yeah, there you go. Yeah, those dudes are great. That's awesome. Um, as far as venues, you got any favorites that you guys like to play? Yeah, man. The the I think one of the coolest places was the Paramount in New York. That place was dope, dude. It had the, like the you know like old speakeasy vibe and kind of the mob vibe to it, and it was just uh, really cool. It had like it was like Harry Potter and shit inside. Like there was some like hidden door doors and all that, like you see in the movies, and some some pimped out rooms. It was really cool place. Crowd was amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And the Fillmore in Detroit was really awesome too. Dude, those those sound really cool. Yeah, they get out really that way. Cool. dude. I, I really uh, the Paramount in New York was really cool. I it's a, just a unique venue, very cool place. Oh, yeah. Have you ever played a venue where you thought it wasn't going to be a great place, but the audience just made it amazing? Yeah, we uh, I'm not going to name the place because I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but... There, there was one stop in Pittsburgh that we were like, yeah, we weren't sure. It ended up being an amazing show. We actually loved Pittsburgh, man. Every show there was actually really incredible, but there was definitely a venue there when we first got there. We were a little like, oh, I'm not sure how this one's going to be because, you know, you kind of get that vibe, but man, were we wrong. And that's why you just got to go and just make the best of it and have fun and not worry about those things because it's all about the people coming to see you and the music and, you know, sometimes oh. you get, you know, yeah, everybody gets tired. You get grumpy from time to time. You're just human, but <laughs> sometimes people surprise you, man. So Pittsburgh did us right. It was an awesome, awesome show. That's killer. That's killer. Yeah. When I first got into this, me and my girl, we used to go, we wouldn't even really check out all the bands that were on the card. We'd just find one playing near and go. And a lot of times it'd be this little hole in the wall dive that you're just like, how is anything going to sound good in here? And then you're like, oh my God, what happened? Dude, <laughs> absolutely, man, for real. We, we, we played this one place. It was just concrete. And we're like, how is this going to work? And it sounded amazing. I couldn't oh. believe it. <laughs> but it was the way they had the ceilings and kind of, they must have thought it out. But, you know, dumb me. I don't, I'm not an architect. So <laughs> there's definitely some places like that that sound incredible and you'd never imagine they would. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was one we went to in Alabama. It was a Sunday night. So it was already off to like a bad start because, you know, Sunday nights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this place is three, three and a half hours away from my studio. We get out there. This thing is no bigger than my studio. I mean, pool tables, they had four pool tables, a bar and a stage. And it held about enough room for two pool tables, a bar and a stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that's a that's a fun one. It sounds like. But it was such an amazing show. I mean, the, the bands, the audience, the atmosphere is just like, I was honestly impressed. I was very impressed. Heck yeah, man. That's how it goes sometimes. It really is. It really is. A lot of places surprise you. And then you go to those other ones, and this would be a fun one. On the flip side, have you ever been to one where you thought it was going to be amazing? It turned out to be meh. Um, I think, yes, but I think that sometimes is on the person. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this stuff is mental mm -hmm. and sometimes you get yourself worked up and you shouldn't. And sometimes you have a negative outlook on things and you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I, I really believe a lot of that stuff just comes from yourself. Um, because at the end of the day, it might've been a show you're not didn't do your best or you don't feel good about. And it usually is those kind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you kind of go into it. Like, I don't think it's going to be good tonight and you just can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And but yeah, it, definitely, man. There's been some like that for sure. Yeah, and it turns out that it wasn't a good show because you put it in that mindset. Yes, because I sing live. So <laughs> sometimes sometimes you have a night you're not perfect or you don't feel as hot as you want or your voice is tired. I mean, shit happens. It's life, you know? Yeah. So I've learned that people like authenticity. So you just got to roll with it, do your best, and push through it. And, you know, it is what it is. Definitely, definitely. As far as your biggest challenge on bands and booking and just being where you are now what's been the biggest challenge to get to where you are um dealing with people that aren't motivated 
(laughs) (laughs) So I've learned a long time ago, like all those cheesy sayings that you hear from your parents, like you are who hang out with and all those things. And, you know, that stuff's true. So I think it's always just the, the relationships with people, making sure you surround yourself with the right people and that they have the same vision and work ethic. So I think those are the big ones, you know, I'm not talking about just band members. I'm talking about in general, like your team, who you're working with, you know, and uh, you know, there's trial and error with some of that stuff, but I think those are the biggest challenges always. Cause it seems like music, you know, when you love music, it's mm-hmm. easy cause you love it, but mm-hmm. it's all the other bullshit involved with music that can be complicated. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. What was that? I saw on one of the social medias the other day said something about, um, Iron sharpens iron. You can't be sharp hanging around butter knife people. Ain't that true? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I can be a butter knife from time to time. Oh, hundred percent. You need a butter knife from time to time too. You know. What I, mean? <laughs> I like my carbs. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We won't even get into that part of this interview. Yeah. No, we won't do it. Don't do it to me, man. <laughs> Alien weaponry down the rabbit hole.
do you have any advice for any bands trying to make a name for themselves? Yeah. Um, be pliable. Um, you know, when you go work with somebody like Elvis Basquette, who's worked with Chevelle and all sorts of people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you always hear you want to be pliable. You have to be able to be critical of yourself, not take it personally and realize that things are all about the music and the song. And as soon as it becomes about anything else, you're failing. So be pliable, be open-minded, be able to try different things and not get upset with each other. You know, I've, I've worked with people where they don't like anybody else's ideas, but their own and nobody wants to work together. And it's just not the way to get it done. So just be pliable, easy to work with and you have work ethic. You got to work your ass off to be successful. I promise you there are zero successful, lazy people. They don't exist. So unless you're a trust fund baby, you're winning the lottery, I guess, but. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. On all, on all accounts. And there's nothing worse than being part of something. And it can be a four piece band. And that one member is just like, nah, y'all do it. I'll just hang them out. Yep. Yep. And you can't have that. If you have that, it won't work. I promise. Mm-hmm. And that's with anything. I mean, hey. and that goes with a relationship, a marriage, friendships. I mean, it's just, it's life, you know, surround yourself with good people and don't waste your time with ones that aren't. It's real simple, really. It really is, isn't it? But some, it so many people make it so complicated. It is because sometimes you, you, you know, you care about people and you want them, you know, it's like, um, if you know, you've had friends that had tough relationships or whatever, and they care about somebody, you know, and you want to, you want to force people to change, but sometimes people don't change, you know, and you can't just waste your life waiting for them to change. Right. And the same goes with, you know, maybe they were that way at one point and gradually they've changed. It's hard to get them back to that old mentality. Absolutely, man. You have to want to, you have to want to succeed and you have to want to be better. And yeah, you have to want to do it. You know, you mm-hmm. can't make somebody do something they don't want to do. Absolutely. That's, I mean, Hey, that's why you're only talking to me today on this podcast. Oh yeah. My wife wants me to eat better and I tell her it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're getting fed, you should be fine. That's right. Uh, this is my hibernation season coming up. Cause I live in a place where it's cold as shit in the winter. Cause I'm in Michigan. So you know, this is that uh, hibernation time where we all know that summer's ending and, you know, <laughs> we're getting like bears getting ready for winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it about up there? You guys are what? Y'all go into basically winter about what? September 2nd and come into summer around what? August 1st? Uh, well, I think winter up here is like in November. But, dude, it, it goes from November. It ain't nice here until like May. Mm-hmm. So that is a long stretch of hell, I must say. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough, but I don't like hot, 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 humid either. So it's like, all right, you know, so yeah. no matter where you go, there's going to be something. But if they didn't screw up California so bad, we could go out there, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> eh, I've never liked California. I don't like the Me beach. Neither. I don't like the sun. I like the weather there, but I, I couldn't live there. <laughs> Driving there would be, you know, three hours to get one place. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, no. But if you don't like the heat, you're definitely going to hate Atlanta down here because it's. Oh, I love Atlanta, man. Actually, you know, but in my previous project, you know, I'll just touch on real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 I went down and worked with Rick Beato, um, who's okay. a big YouTuber now. Um, and we stayed like by Stone Mountain, Georgia. And it was beautiful there. It was awesome. But it was also October. You know what I mean? So. You're right. That makes a difference. But, yeah, it was beautiful down there, though. And I like the people down there. They're all friendly and nice. It ain't like that in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, how you doing, darling? And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. You know, that's the thing about the South. It's so nice. You, you come up to the Midwest, people are pissed because they're cold for six months. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, we all just sweat down here and we're like, hey, I hope you're as hot as I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't say hot land up for nothing. That's right. That's right. You uh, a Falcons fan? I am not actually a sports fan of any kind. You're smart. Don't waste your time with it. Because I'm a Lions fan, so that's that's a uh, good move. Yeah, there you go. I'm usually <laughs> the guy at if there's a group of people who are pulling for one team, I'm usually pulling for that other team. You're that guy. I am. I'm a. I'm in in the right condition. I am a Georgia Tech fan. Okay. I am a Florida Gator fan. All right. So yeah, right. I'm that guy. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's cool, man. You got to have that guy too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Three goals that you guys want to achieve in the next 12 months. Um, three goals would be to book a tour. Um, we're working on get back in the studio and 
releasing this record, you know, which is coming soon. So those are the big three in the next 12 months is trying to do another big tour and then booking more studio time and get another record going for sure. Very cool. Do you guys have any um, songs written for the next album or are you just kind of playing around right now? Well, I definitely have some concepts and ideas that I've been working on. And uh, Aaron Lutz, who's just joined Deep Fall, by the way, guitar player. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're definitely working on some ideas and we have a few already for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm always writing, man. It's just it's kind of what I do. I, I just love music and love to write songs. And, you know, you know, life can inspire you sometimes, good or bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as do you have a lot of songs written right now? Um, I have a bunch of parts of songs written. <laughs> Got you. Um, so that's how, that's how oh, I am. I, I write parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, the reason I asked was I've started throwing this question at a lot of bands just to kind of pick their brain on stuff. And would you guys ever be interested in selling your songs? Uh, yeah, I've I've had that come up before in past times, and it's it's I've had conversations with people about it. But yes, there there are times where you just write and you you can sell them. I mean, I would I would do it. I'd write songs and sell them for sure. Would you let the artist that bought them change? a lot of the song or none of the song at all? Well, I look at it like um, you're doing something and you write it and somebody likes enough to buy it and they want to change it and make it their own. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of, if you, if you love a song that you wrote and you have, you have attached to it like that, you know, some, some songs are like kids in a way. Yeah. So it depends on what it's about, what it means to you. So there's some songs you'd never sell, but you know what I mean? It depends on your mindset going into it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I said, it's just a little fun question I like to ask. It's a good it's, question. I like it. I have to start using it a lot more because I do like a lot of the answers I get where some people are like, no, you know, I would sell it the way it is. Because a lot yeah. of them, you know, they'll record it their way and then they'll be like, okay, I'm probably never going to use this, but here, somebody else. Can. I, I look at it like if you paid money for a house, you could paint it and put floors in it. So if you're writing songs and somebody likes your song and they're, they buy it from you, then they probably should be able to put their paint on it. You know what I mean? True. Unless you live in an HOA and they go, no, you can't paint it that color. Yeah. Well then you're just dumb for living in one. <laughs> I'm kidding. I lived in an HOA and it sucks. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. You're good. I have absolutely enjoyed this interview. <laughs> gotta have some fun in life or what are we here for you know what i mean exactly <laughs> exactly you ain't live forever wouldn't, nope. be, the, wouldn't be the fun in that <laughs> zero let's hope the aliens take us soon man because shit's getting weird out here <laughs> yeah i think they're past due honestly <laughs> they've let us they've let us hang out too long <laughs> <laughs> somebody's not paying attention on this for real time but some hey you know they're doing weird shit down there right now all right <laughs> yeah like the alarm should be going off <laughs> absolutely man um before i let you run away you uh want to plug your socials tell everybody where they can find you yeah absolutely man so everything for us is just deepfallband.com um we have all of our socials right on the front page and then you'll you'll hear any news that comes out but deepfallband.com is where you want to go for all that stuff for sure awesome and one last thing can i get a this is Terry DeWitt of Deep Fall, and you're listening to the Mosh Pit Podcast? Sure. This is Terry DeWitt from Deep Fall, and you're listening to the Mosh Pit Podcast. Man, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, no problem, bro. And um, I'll tag you guys when this drops. It'll probably be mid-September-ish. Sweet, man. Sounds great. Cool. And, um, dude, keep in touch, because this I really enjoyed this. I'd love to get you back on maybe six months. Give yeah, man, and also... Um, I'd like to maybe schedule something with you. I'm, I'm starting a YouTube channel called Lunchbox Live. Yeah. And it's actually me doing a bunch of acoustic songs. And we're going to be writing as well. I'm doing cover. I did a Black Hole Sun cover of the Soundgarden tunes. So you can go check that out. But yeah, I'd love to talk to you about that sometime. We can maybe set that up. Oh, absolutely. I got some people going to come on it. So it'll be fun. Okay. Because um, I can also offer you this. We did a thing during the pandemic when everybody was locked down. Nobody was doing anything. I offered up the Mosh Pit Facebook page for any bands who wanted to do live shows and do like a mosh pit takeover. Oh, I got you. Yeah, man. So you, I can make you a moderator. You can sign in whenever, do your lives. We'll promote it. Basically a co-promotion. Everybody wins. 
Yeah, for sure. We can definitely talk about that. Awesome. That sounds good. Awesome. So we'll get we'll be in touch. Sounds like okay. Uh, you mind if I shoot you a friend request on Facebook? No, That'd be dude, the easiest no. way. I'm pretty chill, man. Go for it. Very cool, man. I will <laughs> yeah. shoot that over shortly. Sounds good, dude. You have I, a great day. Have a good weekend, man. Appreciate you, you having me on. You do the same, man. Thank you. Yep. See ya. Bye. Picture perfect skylines. Trigger finger. Yeah.